0: Alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa salamun ala ibadihi al-lazhin astafa Amma badu fa'udu billahi min ash-shaytanirrajim Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu kutiba alaykumul siyam Kama kutiba ala ladina min qablikum laallakum tattaqun Sadakallahu aladhim Rabbi shirahli sadarii wa yassili amrii واحلو لدقه من لساني يفقه قولي سبحانك لنا الا ما انك انت العليم الحكيم يا ربي صلي وسلم دائما ابدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم اللهم على سيدنا محمد النبي الامي وعلى اله respected friends colleagues elders listeners we are at this moment in time, in one of the blessed months of the Islamic calendar. The Prophet Muhammad he used to fast extensively in the month of Shaban. We also learn from Aisha Siddiqah according to one of the narrations that has been narrated from her that he used to fast the entire month of Shaaban. And the reason was that that was in preparation for the great month of Ramadan. In fact, Aisha Siddiqah radiallahu ta'ala anha, the qada of the fasting of the previous Ramadan, she would do it in the following Sha'ban and the reason she mentions is because the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu used to fast extensively in the month of Sha'ban so i used to fast with the beloved prophet alayhi salatu so sha'ban is a blessed month in itself and the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to do ibadah in this month uh, we need to also follow in the footsteps of the prophet and prepare ourselves for this great month of Ramadan which is coming upon us and in fact we learn from the Salaf Salihin that some of them used to wait for months on end for this blessed month the month of Ramadan why? because they wanted to make sure that every single moment that they had in this month, they would spend it in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, becoming close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there are so many ahadith of the Prophet Ali salatu salam in, in which we learn about the virtues of the month of Ramadan. There is a lengthy hadith in the sahih of Ibn Khuzayma, rahmatullahi alayhi, in which important messages about the month of ramadan is mentioned for example we learn in that that there are two things that we should be doing two acts of worship one is the recitation of la ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah the kalima we need to say it abundantly in this month of ramadan from this hadith of Sahih ibn Khuzayma. And sometimes, because we are living in an era of advancement, of of technology, of progression, sometimes we feel that we need something new. When we are naming our children, we don't want to follow in the footsteps of our predecessors. Why should we have a name that the next door neighbor has? We look for different meanings, different names. We want to be unique. And that is why unfortunately a lot of people fall into the trap where they name their children names that have no basis in our deen and in our religion. The great names according to the hadith of the Prophet we have Abdullah, Abdul Rahman, servant of Allah, servant of the most gracious. These are the names that are prescribed by beloved Prophet the names of Anbiya but we don't want to. We want to follow something new and that is human nature. But la ilaha illallah, we learn that if the entire content of the universe, everything, the malaika except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was to be put on one side of the scale and on the other side, would be la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah would outweigh everything. La ilaha illallah would uh, outweigh everything. That is why in this hadith we learn that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam has said that increase your ibadah and increase the recitation of this kalima. And obviously, Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, although it's not mentioned in this particular hadith, but it is important to remember our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa abundantly. Once when the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam was in the masjid and he was about to give the sermon, he was ascending the steps of the mimbar. And when he climbed the first step, he said, Ameen. When he climbed the second step, again he said, "Amin." And then the third step, he said, Ameen. The Sahaba Ridwanullahi Alaihi they were inquisitive. They wanted to know every movement of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Wasallam. They wanted to follow his in his footsteps. Those who want to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those who have hope in meeting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the last day, they believe in the last day that they will be in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And those who remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala much what is it for them there is a great example in the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the Prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so they wanted they believed in the hereafter they believed in uh, in meeting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they remembered Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala abundantly that's why they wanted to follow the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu in everything that he did so they were inquisitive and they said that you've done something that you have never done before. Why is it that you said Amin three times when you were ascending the steps of the member? You said Amin thrice. You've never said it before. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Then explain. He mentioned that when I ascended the first step, Jibril salatu wasallam. Jibreel made a dua. And what was the dua? Woe and destruction to those people who enter into the month of Ramadan and as a result, they have not had their forgiveness granted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I said, Ameen. So who is giving the dua? Jibril alayhi salatu the one who used to come with revelation to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he is making this dua, and the greatest of creation is saying amin. Second step, Jibril salatu made a dua and supplication. That woe to those people that when my name is mentioned meaning the prophet muhammad sallallahu wasallam's name is mentioned they do not send salutations upon me they do not say sallallahu alaihi wasallam that is why whenever the prophet muhammad sallallahu wasallam's name is mentioned we need to say sallallahu alaihi wasallam or its equivalent so when he said this jibreel the prophet muhammad said ameen and on the third step when he ascended the same he made a dua and in that dua he said that woe and destruction be to those people who had the opportunity to serve either one parent or both parents and as a result of serving them They did not make Jannah necessary for them. They they will not be entering Jannah as a result of serving them. And the Prophet Muhammad said, Ameen. So this is a blessed blessed month. La ilaha illallah. For example, the Prophet Muhammad has mentioned according to this hadith so we need to recite that abundantly and the other act of worship that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has mentioned is that we should say istighfar abundantly. Why do I need to say istighfar? I don't commit sins. That might be something that we believe. We believe that we do everything perfectly, impeccably, so if you believe that and if we believe that we are in the wrong because allah subhanahu wa ta'ala according to the hadith qudsi he mentions in you commit sins day and night allah is telling us if we think that we are not committing sins in fact our good deeds as well are full of faults as well how many of us are performing prayers salah and our minds wander everywhere. In fact, according to the hadith of the prophet Muhammad we learned that there are some people that are abstaining from food and drink. And that is what they have from their fast. Nothing else. No reward. All they have is they are abstaining from drinking and eating, but they have no re- reward whatsoever because they are committing sin day and night, while they are fasting, they are committing sin, they are backbiting. They are accusing people of doing things that they haven't done. They are seeing things that they're not supposed to see. They are doing things which they are not supposed to do. They are hearing things that they're not supposed to hear. So Allah's Messenger says, that Allah does not need that type, that type of person who is fasting, fasting—that that's all he has, hunger. And there are a lot of people who stand in Qiyam at night and they have nothing apart from just staying awake because their prayer is devoid of sincerity. They're not doing it for the right reasons. So, if we feel that we don't need to do istighfar and we don't commit sins, we have no faults, we are perfect, there is nobody perfect. Only Anbiya. <laughs> According to the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, they don't commit sins. That is why, in relation to the sons of Yusuf Ali, Yaqub, Ali Salatu Wasalam, the brothers of Yusuf, Ali Salatu Wasalam, and the belief is that they don't commit sins even before attaining prophethood and prophecy. And because the sons of Yaqub <inaudible> committed a treacherous crime by wanting to kill Yusuf <inaudible> and they threw them, uh, threw him in the well, that is why they say, the scholars say that they weren't Anbiya <inaudible> because you can't commit sins and be a Nabi. So we commit sins, Allah says. And who are we? The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu According to one tradition, he used to say istighfar a hundred times every day. And according to another tradition, another prophetical tradition, he used to say more than seventy times every single day. While we know Allah subhanahu wa taala said, ليكفِرَ لَكَ اللَّهُ مَا min مِنْ wa وَمَا تَأْخَذَ Allah has forgiven your sins, which you have committed previously and which are to follow. So you don't have to say istighfar. But the Prophet used to say istighfar every single day abundantly. So the Prophet has mentioned that we also in this month of Ramadan need to say istighfar. These are just two acts of worship that the Prophet Muhammad has mentioned in this uh, hadith. And there's two things that we need to supplicate for, to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for. And I'll conclude after mentioning these. One is that we need to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for Jannah. And secondly, we need to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save us from hellfire. Allahumma inni al Jannah this is one of the sunnahs of the Prophet Muhammad. He used to supplicate, Oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I ask of you Jannah. And I seek refuge in you from hellfire. So these are just some lessons, my dear friends and colleagues, we learn from this hadith, which is in the Sahih of Ibn Khuzaima. La ilaha illallah astaghfirullah Allahumma inni as'aluk al-jannah wa a'udhu bika minan nar These four things if we were to do them as well as other prescribed acts of worship then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will shower his blessings upon us and remember the reward of one nafil ibadah in the month of Ramadan increases to 70. Sorry, one nafal ibadah is equivalent to a fard, and a fard is multiplied by 70 times in the blessed month of Ramadan. <coughs> the first 10 days are the days and nights of Rahmah. The second 10 are those of Magfira. And the last 10 are itkum minan Freedom from hellfire. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enable all of us whenever Ramadan uh, starts, whether it starts tomorrow or Sunday, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enable us all to uh, attain maximum benefits from the rahmah. Uh, of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, may Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala forgive all of us, uh, forgive our friends, forgive our families, and forgive the sins uh, of the entire ummah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and grant us all peace and tranquility, and grant us whatever we want. wa sa'ilil الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين استناروا